Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker. I'm the managing editor here at Android Central, and I have my lovely guests with me per usual. Nick Sutrick, hello, hello. Good afternoon. I had to look at what time of day it was. <laughs> like, wait, when are we recording this? Oh, yeah, it's afternoon. We're good. Time doesn't exist anymore. We know I don't that. Know. We, we did two days of Prime Day. I don't know what time it is anymore. <laughs> I've got Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. Hi. I didn't yell this time. You didn't. But you sound tired. Uh, I'm a little tired. Yeah, it's been a long couple of past two days. We've been pretty busy. And of course, my favorite, Andrew Myrick. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We're happy to have you back. It was a it was a quiet episode last week with, with just Nick and Jerry and me. The banter wasn't enough, so we're happy to have you back. It's because nobody will argue with Jerry. <laughs> this Damn is true. right. Except for me. Yeah, oh, you, you don't count. Oh, gosh, it's already started. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's Battle of the Beards. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I have a lot of things I want to discuss today, um, per usual, what's new there. Uh, I want to start off with uh, the most anticipated phone that everyone has sort of been talking about. Uh very annoyingly was released on day one. Wait, no, it was, yeah, day one of Prime Day, right? July 12th, right, Nick? Yeah, that's when our hands-on went live. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we uh, Nick uh, did the hands-on um, dubbing it Nothing Phone 1, hands-on, a basic phone that gets the basics right. Uh, I did read through it. I really liked your take on it, uh, Nick. Do you want to, do you want to walk us through it a little bit? Sure. Um, I I can't remember what was public knowledge before this, so I'll just do a general overview of it. So it is 300, I'm sorry, yeah, 399 pounds. Uh, so I don't know, what's that, like 450 bucks, something like that. Uh, it's launching in a handful of countries, none of which are the U.S., which we'll talk which about we'll later. we'll get to that in a second, though. We yes, have an we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. Just had to be mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody knows what the back looks like at this point. It's got those very interesting-looking LED lights on the back, which they call glyphs. Uh, oh, interesting. I thought, that was, I thought that was a cute little name uh, for it. I thought it was a THC molecule. Uh, I'll have to look that one up. I don't I'm actually know what joking. that looks like it's off the top not. of my head. He's, he's joking. He's joking. I, I know he is, but I'm actually curious if it somewhat resembles that. So you know, it could be some sort of atomic <laughs> symbol or something. I mean, yeah, because I remember when, when they first confirmed. There you go. That's it. When they, when they first like teased this back in I don't know March or something, they had this symbol that the lights make, and I don't know that the symbol really means anything. I think it's just the outline of oh you know, shit, I'll several print, components. Prince is involved. What? Prince is involved. Oh gosh. Oh, that explains everything. Yeah. Right, anyway, so no, but you know, I miss so, Prince. So, yeah, I, we all do, of course. R.I.P. Prince, a legend. But it kind of looks like Nick. I don't know who mentioned it in our chat as well, but doesn't it? Doesn't that LED light thingy kind of look like one of those um, SIM card pin remover thingies? Yeah, yeah. I think tool. I think yeah. Jeremy mentioned that, and it and it does. And actually, you know what's interesting about that is so they. They ship this phone in this really nice, like, sleek box, right? You have to, like, pull the tab off, almost like a, a stick of gum, right? You pull that wrapper oh, off, wow. the red thing. Fancy, fancy. And you, it, that's just like the, ear, the earbuds. The earbuds are the same way. <laughs> yeah, fancy, can, whatever. Can I stop you for just a second and, Go and, for and it. bring up the fact that you called the phone average and you called the box nuts? 
<laughs> I said the phone was basic. I didn't basic. say it was okay. average. Yeah, let me look up basic and see what that word means. Now, it's basic because, okay, I at know. this price, right, you probably wouldn't expect a whole lot. They put clearly more time into the hardware than they put into the software because for the most part, it really is like stock Android 12. There's a few little things here and there. They have their own custom launcher, which, you know, of course, you can download on the Play Store right now. That's been available for like two months now, I think. That's exactly what it looks like on the phone. Other than that, of course, you know, the the camera apps may be like slightly different from your usual camera app. They have their own like little recorder app built in that, you know, looks like a nothing style thing. Um, the glyph interface, as they call it, it's in the settings menu. You can choose a couple different options for that. Like you can choose if you want the bottom LED, the vertical one, to show your, the charging status. So when you plug it in, that will light up, you know, moving upward as it charges. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it, it's a nice little thing. Um, in the camera app, you can tell it whether you want a recording LED to show up when you're recording video. So there is on the back, they're all white LEDs except for the recording LED, which is a nice little red dot. And it just, you know, blinks consistently like you would think from an old camcorder or something like that. Um, a lot of things like that, uh, Carl Pay was kind of telling me they were going for sort of a more natural approach to what people expect to see. Um, you know, when somebody I feel sees like this is a red... far from natural, to be honest. I uh, yeah, like... I know. But I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I probably used the wrong term. I'd have to look back at my notes to see what he said exactly. But the... the what I'm saying, like with the red LED, right? When somebody sees that red blinking LED, I would say for the most part, they think recording. Would you not? Right, right. Yeah, of course, and, of course. Yeah, and there are things like that too. Like there are there are certain other things that the phone does where you automatically are like, oh, okay, it's that. Um, so I, I want to stop you for a second. Go um, for it. Because you brought up something that that I, I've been kind of thinking about um, recently and I saw a tweet um, which for your reference, the people who are not, people who are listening, I posted this in our group chat. And, and so just for Nick, Jerry, and, um, and Andrew, I, I posted in our, in our channel, but I, I, I've been thinking about this design concept that they did for, for some time. And you specifically mentioned how it almost seems like they put more emphasis on the hardware rather than the software. And Nick, if you recall during our interview with Carl Pay uh, a few, several weeks ago, he had mentioned, you know, he wanted to, he was bored with what was happening outside uh, with the Android world right now. Um, he kind of wanted this to be a statement like this. He wanted this to be something different that people had um, in their hands. And when I look at, when I saw the images of the phone, the first thing I thought of, and and even the packaging and everything, it, it reminded me so much of like a Louis Vuitton or like a product, like almost like a fashion statement but in a very um, sleek technological way. Um, so that was the first thing that I had in my head. And then the second thought I had was, and I saw it in the tweet that it reminds me so much of the iPhone 13 Pro, the white color. And I remember you had also had that sort of similar thought. So I guess my question to, to everyone here is, do you think that was that's the intention of this phone? It is meant to be a designer type of phone. Um, and that's why we have this sort of phone the, the way it looks. And and how problematic might that be? I, I definitely think it is. And um, just 
the one more little software thing that I'll mention for now, they have like a Tesla plugin. I don't know what else to call this thing built into the phone already. So, you, you know, as of day one, you can connect this thing to your Tesla and turn the lights on and off and do the bunch of other stuff. Right. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of anything else built into the phone. And I feel like they're clearly marketing this toward people who are looking to look flashy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, guess, I guess in this case, literally with the lights on the back. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and I was going to say, how annoying would that be, though? Like, let's say you're in a dark room, like a movie theater or something, and those flashing, the lights happen. Like, wouldn't that be kind of disruptive? So the lights really only come on when you want them to, right? Um, you can set it to where you put it face down on the table, like some people do, and the lights will blink, and you can set individual um, blinking patterns for individual contacts, right? So, like, you have the one will blink three times if it's you texting me or, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Um, that's one of the times that it'll turn on. Another time is when you're using the camera app, you can tell it to, like, in the little flash icon, you can tap that three times, and it will then illuminate all those lights, and you can use that as a fill light in dark spaces. Oh, 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 oh. true, true, true. Which, okay. um, that that actually works pretty well. I tested that a few times. It's been raining, like, every night, so I haven't been able to go downtown and, like, really test it, because this is not fully waterproof, so I didn't want to take it in the pouring rain. It is IP53, so it's, it's not bad, but, you know, I don't want to get it drenched. Um, gosh, where else? There's only a few things like that. And that was one of the things that I was saying to Harish is like, I, I wish that they gave me a little more, a, a few more options. Like, you know, if I'm using the phone, maybe I want it on all the time just to look gaudy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So just going back to that question of like this being a fashion statement, I don't know, um, Jerry or, or Andrew, if you have any thoughts on that or if you want to continue your thought process, Nick. But it really does seem like that's the case. It seems like um, it's supposed to be a statement. I, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a, a line of phones called, I think, I I, I feel like I'm going to butcher, butcher the name, but it's it's the Virtu, Virtu yeah, phones. Yeah, Virtu phones. Virtu phones. They were like, I don't know, super, super expensive. And, um, you know, only rich people have them essentially. But I, I feel like this uh, is yeah, kind of- gold ones. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. I feel like these are these are. I'm not saying the price tag, but these are kind of in the, in line of that. Like it's meant to be a statement. Like you have the connection to the Tesla car. You have these like lights, and I don't know. It just seems so fashiony to me. I I just want to see a Venn diagram of people that buy a new Tesla and people that buy this phone. Why do you, do you think that people who buy Teslas buy iPhones? Yes, they all do. Hmm. I mean, I say all. If you're listening to this podcast, no, I don't mean you. But I'm sorry. Like me, you are just a tiny outlier. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, people it, that buy Teslas buy iPhones. And that's just how it's probably going to be for the foreseeable future. Okay, so that kind of ties into the the next thing I kind of want to talk about a little bit. And we can obviously get back to the specs and the details, Nick, um, if you want. But Harish wrote a fantastic editorial. Uh, It's called Nothing Phone One Needs More Than a Great Design to Succeed. And I mean, obviously, that is one of the things that you're kind of saying as well, Jerry, which is that this, that the whole idea of of an Android market, it's like not as big uh, or it is big, it's massive, but will this be able to succeed in that market just by the design itself? Yeah, I mean, 
it's possible it could succeed. Maybe this is what people have been looking for. I just, I mean, it's a risky way to market and try to sell a phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, what are your thoughts? Because I know you said you spoke with Harish quite a bit. And Harish even wrote, Harish even wrote in his article, uh, to me, it feels like nothing is trying to emulate Apple and it won't be the first Android manufacturer to do so. To its credit, the brand is doing something different in this segment, and that's great to see. Ultimately, the success of Phone One will be down to two things, value and software. There are over a dozen great mid-range phones available today with little to no difference in the hardware or camera prowess, and nothing has no recourse but to position its phone according to market conditions. Um and that's kind of, that makes sense. And and the fact is that like, yeah, okay, Nick, you said this phone is, it has good value for the price, but it lacks in software. I mean, it's like kind of your basic Android software. Right. And, you know, I, I think something to note, and one of the reasons we're having him do this review and, and not me outside of just time reasons, right, is because this thing is being primarily marketed toward India and several other Asian markets. It's also obviously being targeted toward the UK and parts of Europe. But this is competing with a lot of other primarily Chinese brand phones that are inexpensive and offer a lot of features. And, you know, they also look a little different. I mean, obviously, this is probably the most different looking phone, I would say, in a while. But a lot of the Chinese manufacturers also go out of their way to you know, make the backs look different every single release. They they try to make them at least somewhat unique looking, even if they are similar in, you know, software or feature set or whatever. And, it, you know, he told me it's, Harish told me it's it's got a decent enough camera, which, you know, I've, I've gone through uh, a few comparisons myself. And I sent him images that I took as well. And he said, but it's really not any better than the latest Nord or Xiaomi devices. And you know, I think at this price range, that's who they're competing with. And if they don't have that stand out in those markets, I don't know that it's going to do as well as maybe they hope versus if they sold this thing in the US or some of the other markets where we don't get those Chinese brand phones much anymore, you know, or even if you want to import them, you have garbage cell service, which, you know, whatever, we'll get them to it in a second. But you just don't have those options in the US and then some other markets. And I almost wonder if that was a mistake on their part. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, I, I wonder if that is a mistake because there there would be, I feel like there would be a lot of people in the U.S. who would want this phone. It's a pretty cool phone, to be honest. Right. Uh, and, and for 400 bucks, I mean, again, there's really not much here that you're going to buy that's this good. I, I, I want to, you said a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I am going to have to disagree. I mean, what is a lot? A million? Yeah, I would agree that there would be a million people that would want this phone. Mm-hmm. 20 million? No, no way. Uh, I know I, I spoke several years ago with somebody from Xiaomi about why they don't bring their phones to the United States. And it's because that's a money losing proposition. In the United States, there's only two ways to sell a phone. You Carriers. make it really, really cheap and sell it at Amazon or you sell it, you know, through a carrier. Right. And right. they aren't positioned. Their company doesn't work that way. And it would require a lot of change to make either one of those happen. You know, you can't go to Walmart and buy a Xiaomi phone in a blister pack. And that's that's what it would take. That or 
go to the Verizon store and see a million posters for it and they're all over the place. Uh, that's not going to happen for this phone. I am not saying in a few years the company couldn't be so wildly successful that one or both couldn't happen. But uh, there aren't a lot of people that are even going to know this phone exists. Mm-hmm. That's Well, I mean, it, I think they probably do know it exists because of the coverage that a lot of North American outlets are doing. Well, again, uh, maybe we're thinking different numbers on a lot. If you mean a million, two million, yep, yeah, I agree with you. But if you mean 20 million, enough for it to be profitable, no. No, fair enough. And and, and um, in terms of its style of like marketing or potential, I guess, Harish did write, and I'm going to quote him here. In short, there's a lot of potential here. A lot of what nothing is doing right now has parallels to OnePlus's early days. And if it manages to deliver a clean UI without any bloatware, the phone one has a good shot at becoming a bestseller. However, he goes, as to what constitutes a good sales figure, nothing's estimates will be wildly different to Samsung, which kind of what you're saying, Jerry, I mean, it, it does make sense. Like Samsung, we know, everyone knows that that is the biggest Android you know, seller in North America at best. Like right. no, no other Android phone has been able to beat Samsung. So I don't, I mean, it's clear that it's not going to be like Samsung. Right. And I just know that, what was it? Nick, was it the Pixel 1 or the Pixel 2? The one that was on Verizon and we got figures and they sold about 8 million of them in total. It was either the Pixel 1 or the Pixel 2. Google was able to sell 8 million of them, whether that meant to consumers or sell them to Verizon and still lost a ton of money. Uh, You have to sell a whole lot of something like a cell phone in order for it to be profitable. That that is a doable thing for a company like nothing, but maybe not in the United States. But it also, I think nothing is also going to have a smaller production run from what it looks like. It. Yeah. And, and I mean, sure. obviously also their their availability, like men, Nick mentioned uh, and Harish as well in his article, it's like it's only going to be available in certain markets. Um, Which that I, all- yeah, that's what we're circling around. I think that's the right call. I know we all want it to be in the U.S. and there are some, you know, things that look like it might be coming to the U.S. But if I worked on, you know, as some sort of executive at the nothing brand, I wouldn't even have the U.S. on my radar right now. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, I I do want to talk about something that popped up recently. Um, Nick got an email from one of our readers. Um, and essentially, it, they were trying to go to the UK Nothing store, but it kept redirecting customers to the US version of the store. So Nick was sort of postulating and saying, oh, is this, does this mean that that nothing might be coming to the US? So we, we do have a small little newser up on that. But that that's kind of interesting, uh, you know, the possibility of maybe nothing releasing a US version because it's redirecting to a US site. I mean... I think that might be personally. I think that's just so they can sell headphones to people in the United States. I think that's all that is, but I, you know, that's just me with a wild ass guess. So I could be completely wrong. The only thing that's weird about it though is, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most manufacturers of any product, if you go to their regional website, let's just say you go to their Germany website they're only going to show you products they sell in Germany. They're not going to no, show you some product yeah. they sell in the U.S. So that 
that was kind of where the the oddity came from, right? We expect to see the earbuds on the US Nothing site. They sell them here. They have sold them here. I don't expect to see an actual like product info page for the phone unless there are plans for it to come here. And, you know, when I talked to them, they said the U.S. is not out of the question. It's just not where they're launching the phone, right? Yeah. Okay, so wait, Nick, explain why it's not being launched in the U.S. right now. Uh, like Jerry was saying before, there, there really are only two ways to sell it in the U.S. and be successful. The number one way is to be on a carrier because, like it or not, most U.S. customers buy their phones through their carrier. And, you know, part of that is because our networks here are so screwy and half the time you buy an unlocked phone and you're like, oh, well, I don't have proper 5G service on this thing. I only get no. 4G plus or, you know, whatever nonsense thing they're calling it on on your carrier of choice. You have a lot of weird incompatibilities. And if you buy it from your carrier, you know, it works. So there's that. And, and plus, you know, there's carrier financing and a bunch of other things that are sort of ingrained in us just after years of buying these things through a contract. The other way is to sell it super cheap on Amazon Unlocked, which, I mean, 400 bucks is affordable for a, a nice smartphone, but it's not necessarily cheap. Cheap is like 200 bucks, maybe less. Yeah, I, if, if you're looking for an unlocked phone on Amazon, I, I kind of think you either know what you're looking for and willing to spend four, five, six or more hundred dollars but if you see a name you don't recognize, if it's more than a hundred bucks, you're just going to buy that phone from Blue. That is just a hundred bucks, right? Exactly, and it, because typically, if you're going to just spend that money, you know, I don't need a crazy phone. I just right. need something that makes phone calls and texts, and I can maybe get on the web when I need to. Right? It's not, it it's not a big deal smartphone, and you you buy it for less for that reason. Um, now. With me using the Nothing phone in the U.S., I have had T-Mobile forever. That's what I typically review all of my phones on. It actually works really well, at least in my area. You know, and that, of course, is going to depend on where you live. There was one time we were driving about a week ago. We were driving up about an hour and a half away. And for a good 30-minute segment, I had no signal on the Nothing phone, whereas my wife's Z Flip 3 had like three out of five bars of LTE. Interesting, interesting. So you're going to run into issues like that, whereas, you know, we're up on Grandfather Mountain and I got 5G service on T-Mobile on but the nothing know, phone. <laughs> I think it, it it's also kind of interesting that they decided to even send you a phone to begin with and any of the, the writers in North America to begin with. Like, it makes me... It's just it's just weird. Like, yeah, okay, we we decided that Harish will do the review because of the specific regions that it's going to launch in, and Harish is based in India. But why did they send you a phone? I mean, you're, I love your work, Nick. You deserve all the phones. But you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's, if it's the appreciated. Phone, the, if, the, if the phone is not even phone, look. Oh my gosh! There it goes. Sorry for the no. noise, people. Hopefully, Jim can cut that out. <laughs> If if the phone is not even getting launched in the U.S., why even bother sending it to people like you who's who is based in the U.S.? Um, well, I, I mean, don't. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like that's part part of the hype train too because yep. I just pulled up uh, you know MKBHD's video from three weeks ago. So it's just you know titled "The Nothing Phone Looks Different" and it's got almost eight million views right now. It's just all part of the Carl Pay machine. 
like, yeah, they're not going to release it in the U.S. right now. I do think that it will come to the, the States at some point, but it's just part of the campaign. Yeah. And and we know that people in other countries read our site, right? They look at several other tech YouTube channels like these don't operate in a silo. So it's not oh, for like sure. yeah, it's not like they're just sending it to us and we're only going to be catering to U.S. customers. I mean, you know, that might be our biggest market. Yeah, but it's uh, still it's still go ahead. It, was gonna say, it still makes noise for nothing. And that's really yeah. what they need is people hearing that name. I, I you know, I, I'm going to have to agree. I, I think we we sometimes get blinders on. And as North Americans, I'm going to lump Canadians in with this, too. <laughs> uh, if you're a company that makes phones that is not Samsung or Apple, why would you even care about North America? It's You're, true. You you should care about Europe and India and China or, you know. And, and Africa, too. Africa, yeah. Africa, you know, Southeast Asia. I know I said China. If you're a Chinese brand, yes. If you're not a Chinese brand, you know, you probably ignore China, too. But uh, we, we, we worry, is this phone going to come to the U.S.? I hope, for the sake of the company itself, that wants to make money, that's a discussion they'll have in the far future after they've found a way to make money in the parts of the world where they can actually make money. Yeah. Yep. And and for a small company's first phone, that's the most important thing. They need to get that capital back in. They need to make their investors happy, right? Like there's there's a lot of things around that that they have to do first in order to, uh, you know, be like, hey, we can make another one of these or now we can release it in another region. I mean, heck, like you said with Google, look at look at the Pixel A series, right? Pick pick any number. How many countries did any of those launch in? Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but that but also in Google some cases care. too, right? That's because Google is dumb. But, yeah, but you but know what I mean. Google like even a company care. the size of Google doesn't yeah. want to be like, hey, here's my new phone for the whole world. They want to start small and make a name for it, and then slowly expand that. I'm with Ruthie. I I. I think at this point, Google just doesn't care. They do it because they can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I they only do it because they can. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to go on to the next topic. Well, well, we'll go for a break soon. But do do you, do any of you guys have anything else you want to say about this unique looking phone? I want one, but I'm not going to import it for just to use it as like a iPod in my house. Yeah. No, there's no <laughs> point to that. I. I spent a lot of the time while we were talking looking up uh, molecule things, and and I can't find any molecule that matches what it's on the back of the phone. So darn. Oh well. Yeah, I was hoping it was something crazy like magnesium, right? Aluminum, since that's what the frames. Yeah, you know what? The the first hit if you do a reverse image search from Google is a paper clip. So maybe it's. I was gonna say that clippy. (laughs) It's clippy reincarnated. (laughs) Yes, that's why it makes us happy. But but remember, we were talking about how he wanted to incorporate subway subway lines, subway. You know those that whole thing in Southeast Asia and parts of Asia. There's a lot of subways that are super cool looking. Even in the U.S., actually, there's a lot of like subways, and even in the airports, like you know those like like lines. And there's like flashing. I don't know. I think I think that's where they got the idea from. Maybe the maps of subways in the U.S. are cool. The U the subways in the U.S. themselves are not cool. Not they're not. They're, okay, never mind. You know, come to think of it, I I do believe the 
the subway at the Atlanta airport is an almost closed circle with a little offshoot. Now I'm going to have to find that map. You should look it up. Anyway, la- last thing I'll say, thank you for mentioning the subway thing. At launch, the only cases are just plain old clear TPU cases. Oh, and they're going to oh, release yeah. some wah, more wah, interesting. Wah, wah. I know they're going to release. He told me some more interesting ones. That later whole on. piece on wallpaper about cases and you I still get know, the good old plastic TPU one. Like, really? Womp, womp. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe by the fall we'll have our cool little illuminated subway nonsense I mean, they like could we just, wanted. They could pull in a Samsung and announce them and then just never release them. Kind of like they did with the Z Flip 3 stuff. <laughs> yes. that's, that's odd, though, coming from Carl Pay. If, if anyone knows the value of making your own brand of accessories and that you can actually make more money from them than the hardware product itself, it was OnePlus. So you would have thought they would have had everything from T-shirts to cables to cases, everything ready on day one. Here's an idea with the case, right? Um, So when the OnePlus One came out, one of the uh, sort of big features of the hardware was you could take the back off and replace it with other things. And I don't know, three, four months into the life cycle of that product, they came out with that bamboo back, right? Yeah. And it was like a limited edition thing. I really liked that. I thought oh, that, that was thing so was beautiful. sick. I when I when I put that online, I was just so happy. But that's a nice way for them to get another 40 bucks from you in three months. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe that's why they're doing this. They know people are going to want that. And in two, three months when they're starting to get bored with the look of their now maybe not so different looking phone. Oh, here comes this cool new case that does something interesting. And now I'll go give them another 40 bucks. And there you go. There's another easy profit. <laughs> or people just buy the $10 cheapo replacement cases on Amazon. Yeah, or that. Well, I mean, if this is going to be a status symbol, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what the accessories market is is like for the Indian consumer. Maybe oh, they, they love they love accessories. But I mean, is it the fashion statement, regardless of the phone that's inside it, like it is in North America? I think to some extent. I mean, there's a lot of Indian aunties and uncles who love having different cases. My mom, my mom loves cases. So okay, yes, yeah, I, I have no idea, so I wouldn't presume to guess. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see and find out. But I'm a little disappointed that the case is just going to be kind of. I know simple but it is what it is right oh well okay let's take a really quick break and we'll be right back guys okay i know you all are trying to figure out what is so great about indeed um i mean obviously you can find jobs and you can apply to jobs but what is really interesting about indeed is if you are hiring for someone You know, Indeed is one of those platforms where the hiring is so easy. You can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And you don't have to spend hours on trying to find a person who fits the right skills. It just, it makes it all easy. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash ACP. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash ACP. That's Indeed.com slash ACP. Don't forget terms and conditions apply. Pay per qualified applicant. Not available for all users. So, like I mentioned, 
If you need to hire someone, you need Indeed. Okay, I have a story that I am excited to talk about because it is, it's so hilarious to me and yet so true at the same time. So yesterday, I believe, uh, Google came out and basically said that they're losing the younger generation to TikTok and Instagram because they're using these platforms to do their search. They're basically saying that nearly 40% of this demographic are searching through TikTok and Instagram instead of Google search. Uh, TikTok and Instagram are threatening to dethrone Google search as the go-to search engine among Gen Z users. Um, Prabhakar Raghavan, a Google senior vice president, basically revealed this uh, during a tech conference. It just, I saw this story and I laughed <laughs> because it, it's kind of like the the boomer slash millennial trying so hard to maintain its crown. And then you've got this like TikTok and Instagram, which was just so much younger and fresher. And look, I use the, I use TikTok to do all my searches, whether it's food, whether it's restaurants, it's so easy and fast and people will post things. And I, I just, I I found the story to be so funny, but so true. Anyways, your thoughts, any, any thoughts out here? Well, remember TikTok and Instagram was, uh, developed and written by those boomers. Everybody likes to make fun this of This is okay, this is true. You're right. I, I'm and sorry. I, I wanna I wanna believe that Google's actually concerned, but the skeptic inside of me says somebody decided, let's say this so the House Oversight Committee can hear it. Do you not think that it might actually be the case though? Because remember a f- it, uh, it could be the case. I'm not I don't like the instead of part. I, I would think that a, a closer, you know, getting closer to the truth would be in addition to, mm-hmm. you know, using Google. Well, the the reason why I say, and, and I want to sort of, because you, you made a point just now, which is like, I really want to believe that Google is actually going to do something about this. Remember, it was during Google I.O. that they introduced all those new Maps Live View feature. I think Nick was talking about that. Um it sounds like they're really trying hard to not get dethroned. Yeah, maybe. I I don't think they're trying as hard as we want them to be trying because they're only concerned about money at this point. True. And it when TikTok and Instagram can find a way to make search results profitable, that's when Google will pop their head up and say, what? You know, now we have to do something. Aren't they? I mean, how long is it until we start seeing YouTube, like relevant YouTube shorts popping up in our search results? Because I think that that's where we're heading. Oh, 100% that's where we're heading. But the thing is, we still haven't seen a success rate with YouTube shorts. We still haven't seen. I I don't hear people going, oh, let me go search on YouTube shorts, uh, a cool taco restaurant downtown Toronto uh, that I can go. I'm going to Google taco restaurants downtown Toronto on TikTok and I'll find hundreds of videos, right? Like yeah, but I, I'm saying, I'm saying that they, that Google could Google and YouTube, you know, separate, but separate, but the same, like there could, that could be in, that could be a play for the, the near future with that. See, you, you know what, what the problem what is? They, they should have called it YouTube pants. Next. That's, that's my only contribution. Have fun. Come on, Jr. <laughs> oh my God! I think what's most likely in that situation, though, is you just search for something, and wherever they 
think the one you're most interested in actively looking at will be the first result you see, whether it be a video, a short a web result, or an ad. You know what would be cool is if you're in the maps mode, because this is the, I do this a lot. I go into maps sometimes and I'll search for what I'm looking for. Like, let's say I'm looking for a nail salon. Okay, Google, if you're listening to this, I, I, I really hope you're listening to our podcast because this is this would be a really cool idea. I go into Some my maps. Some people there listen. I know mm-hmm. that. Good, good, because I think this would be a cool idea. So I go into my maps and I, I'll, I'll type in uh, nail salon near me, right? What would be cool is if you were able to somehow connect YouTube shorts to your search results within maps. I don't know how you would do that, but essentially like you can browse videos of people who've been to nail salons in and around those areas. That's basically what I was saying, because there's those different tabs at the top of every Google search results thing. Like you no, can but just I'm not, click I'm not the maps saying, you can, and then the maps part will open up a bunch of results within and yeah, then they know, could have I, the shorts within there. I'm not saying in, in the Google, well, you could do it in the Google search bar, but I'm saying in the maps application, like the app itself. Simple. It's almost already there. Down at the bottom where there's pictures, there's also video. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Right, so we just lost we just lost Shruti for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. There we just, go. Just throw in, uh, you know, have it search YouTube for videos that people have uploaded. Right now, it's only videos that people have uploaded through Maps to put in that spot. Well, no, but see, Google yeah. could source them from somewhere else easily. That's what I'm saying. But see, we see. Okay, I just searched nail salon, and I don't see videos. I see ratings of places nearby, which is that's because boomers don't record videos. Sorry, <laughs> nothing. Not just boomers. <laughs> just, no, just, but I, listen, I don't record look, videos. Look, look, if if I one were, of the results, hey, like you want to check it out. Okay, okay, wait. Let me do that. I want to know. Nail okay. salons doesn't work. Try national parks or something that's a little more popular. No. Excuse me, nail salons are popular. Thank you very much. No, not enough Again, to turn. what are you going to record? Are we a talking video for? one million or two hundred and fifty <laughs> million? Half the good, population good in this job. world is women. Okay, please. All right, I I do have something I want to to throw into this. Right, if we're talking about all of these different methods of gathering information, right? Google did it best when they did it first. So yes. Google search was. It basically one of a kind when it came out. It was I feel like the only search engine that actually worked back in the day. Like when that came Ask out in ninety nine, the difference between Google search and like Yahoo or Ask Jeeves or any of these other ones that were available was monumental. Okay, you could actually find stuff. And I feel like it's still the same way. I hate using any other search engine. They're garbage. And then YouTube is sort of the same way, right? They bought YouTube, but there was really nothing like YouTube when it came out. And I think in that way, that's when Google does it best. When it actually has to compete, I mean, look at the pixel line. They're terrible at it. <laughs> they they don't do well competing. They do it well when they do it first, and they're the pillar that everyone has to copy and look up to. So I feel like this is, you know, the, these the, the Snapchats and the TikToks and the Instagrams and all of those, those were all different from something Google offered. And now that it's trying to offer something similar nobody wants it because for whatever reason google has a hard time coming up with a product that somebody wants once there's already one in the market yeah i know I, and i get that i'm just i just really do think that what what andrew was suggesting or what i was suggesting would make a difference like 
listen, you, you asked the question, who films a nail salon, right? You go on TikTok and you, if you type in nail salons, Toronto, okay, there will be a bunch of girls who show off their nails, show off good nail technicians. That's an important, I know it's, I'm, I'm, I'm dominated by three men here and I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm making a point here. This is really true. Women want to see that. They want to see good nail technicians. They want to make sure that they get good services done. And there's a lot of videos on TikTok that showcase that. When my partner and I talk about wanting to go to a restaurant, he the first thing he pulls up is TikTok to see if it's something that's available on TikTok that someone else has reviewed or, you know, he's seeing some some interesting meals or the the imagery of it. I and I feel like Google sort of missed out on that. Like I really feel like they could have done something there. I have a question about the, are those those TikToks that you pull up, you know, the restaurants is something is something different because it can sure. be a chain or whatever. But are are the the videos that you're seeing when you perform those, you know, nail salons in Toronto, is it actually for those nail salons or is it just hashtags SEO driven? <clears throat> it's it's hash I think it's hashtag SEO driven, but I think it's, you'd it's be not surprised. It's, it's not done for the salon. Sometimes they are done for the salon for sure. hundred percent. There's ad placement and the person, the the person who's making the video will say like, it's an ad, like in the captions or whatever. But a lot of the times it's just people saying, Hey, I went to this nail salon. They do a really good job. Look at my nails. And it's like, so it's basically TikTok reviews for nail yeah, salons. Yeah. It's like TikTok reviews. Yeah. When you search for one, do you get an equal amount of bad people out in the parking lot com- complaining? If you don't, most of them are paid. No, no, no. There's a lot of people who also say bad okay. things as well. That, that's yeah, yeah, how yeah. you tell. Yeah. 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 And look, I'm not saying that this should be just for nail salons, right? Like, I think it, I think it would be super interesting if, you know, we get, again, I do a lot of my search as well in the Google Maps application, like not Google search the browser, but like in the app, I will do a quick search. Like I'll say, if I'm, if I'm, let's say I go downtown for a meeting or I'm, I, I'm, I have something to do and I'm really hungry and I don't know what's around me. I don't go to TikTok for, for that. I will go and search restaurants near me. But then what I end up doing is I'll go to TikTok and see if people have reviewed any of those restaurants that are near me and talking about those restaurants. This, this is super interesting because I have never once in my life thought about doing that, but it's funny because I do it a lot. (laughs) Right. But back at Google IO in May, Remember when they unveiled, I don't remember what they call it, but they're, you know, in restaurant, in building, the uh, live street view, view thing. Was mm-hmm. that the live view, live view feature? Yeah, or whatever? whatever it was called. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah. excited about this because remember I, I said, how many times do I go out? You know, it's, it's rare when we I should, go out. I should, I should have mentioned this to you then. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. See, it's rare when we go out to eat. But when I do go out to eat, I want to know what the place looks like ahead of time because half the time you get there and you're like, oh, it's, I don't really have a seat that I like here. Or like when I go to New York City for business, my gosh, it's a freaking pain in the butt yeah. trying to find a cafe that has seating, electrical outlets, and a bloody bathroom. Yeah. So I can work for three hours, you know? I find like, one that doesn't have stairs up front. Oh my gosh. I can't even but imagine, dude. Like this is this yeah. is what this would be so great. Like, okay, next time this comes up for you, Nick, try this out. Like let's say you're you're somewhere, your family and you guys want to go for dinner. You find a restaurant, search it on TikTok and see if anyone has been there. See if they've like done reviews of the restaurant. See if they show images of the food. I do that too. Or or even um 
I mean, even food, food videos, like, okay, let's not talk about reviews, but like, let's say like, I, I say, oh, I want to make um, ramen tonight for dinner, but I want vegetarian ramen. I, we literally will go into TikTok, search vegetarian ramen and just watch a bunch of videos to see the one that we like the best. Yeah, and my, make my that wife recipe. does that. We're on, we're not right now because we're in the process of moving and that just screws everything up. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we were on keto or we're whatever. And she'll do the same thing with like Pinterest and TikTok, but she'll do it first on TikTok and then find it on Pinterest because I don't, I have a TikTok account. It's installed on my phone, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. don't use it except for to turn off the notifications when people send stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's something interesting, uh, especially since 55% of America and like 80% of Canada is rural. Uh, the, the restaurants I know that are good because I've been there, none of them are on TikTok, according to my little search I just did. Uh, that's interesting. All of them are on Google Maps, every single one of them. Oh, I need to find Jerry's TikTok account. That's what I want to follow. I'll follow that and watch it every day. <laughs> you, that, that's you won't. interesting. I guarantee I you won't. I know. <laughs> it's called I Love CCP. The, the problem also is <laughs> I have to install TikTok, which I have honestly never been comfortable with having TikTok on my phone. Well, just and, and I'm the, not because of the bike dance uh, situation. Fair enough. D- yeah, I I guess I don't know. I just it, it's one of those things. It's it's both the bite dance thing, which you know you can prevent that by not giving it access to your contacts and stuff like that, right? That's yeah. pretty easy to stay away from. It's more of like I also don't like the content that I've found on TikTok. Like I, you go but on see, TikTok and you can change, and you can change you have to your algorithm. It's, it's a bunch it's of like uh, an RSS it's a bunch of ladies round. and not a whole lot of clothes. And you, like I don't really need that in my life. <laughs> you have to use it in <laughs> no, ways that you hate yeah. forever. So you it have learns to use you it. Like listen, I have a lot of most of my content is like. <laughs> it's like <laughs> most of my content is like food food related videos or um philosophical videos right. or I mean there's like philosophical a, videos on TikTok. Yo, I'm I don't think you, that has ever know. been mentioned before. No, I'm telling you, my TikTok is lit. And then and then well, that's a phrase mix, I haven't heard in forever. In okay, and then obviously I have fashion and some like makeup TikTok. videos. But listen, in the mix of all of that, you I forgot have, the nails. I have stoner shit, okay? <laughs> so, like, listen, Nick, you need to actually use your TikTok yeah, to be Nick, able to, like... Because mine, mine's I'm, not... I'm subscribed you know, to I don't one have, channel, or whatever you call them. <laughs> I don't I don't have uh, bare naked ladies on my uh, on my TikTok feed. <laughs> naked stoner chicks that do That's another nails. band I haven't heard of in a long time. <laughs> I know. I listened oh. to them the other day. It made me so happy. <laughs> you know, this this conversation just makes me... Feel like we need to hire more women on Android Central. <laughs> no, we, uh, I mean that's 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 not untrue. <laughs> no, that's all. not untrue at all. <laughs> However, I think the bigger problem is that you're talking to about TikTok to three people who don't really, well, at least you know, don't really use it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but no. Okay. Um, point that I'm trying to say is I'm I'm very passionate about TikTok, as you can tell. I use it for everything. Listen, I even use it for DIY videos, okay? Like, if I need to fix, I literally... No wonder your life's a mess. Yeah, I, I use YouTube for that. <laughs> yep, same. I use, I use popular no, I, mechanics. I use YouTube, too, if it's more complicated. But if there's, like, something simple, I like... I have a lot of design stuff on my video, too, on my TikToks, like, interior decorating tips and stuff like that. So, Anyways, I want to move on, because I feel like I've been... I, okay, 
Let's let's close this topic. Are should Google be worried? Is the, is no. the question? No, no. no. Yes. Google knows where the money is, and it knows the demographic for the people that have all the money. When that yeah. shifts, that's when Google should be worried. Yeah, I don't. But I also think by the time that the, it's it, by the time that it actually shifts to take to to make a dent in Google's pocket, it, they would have already shifted. Or have a plan of attack for the uh, war. This is Google, though, so maybe I not. I don't know. I, I think yeah, but I search think is different is... from phones, and it's different from. I, I think that they'll. I know. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I don't the, know. I, also, I think this do... is a problem that's going to bite them in ten years. No, I agree, and and don't forget. Yes, they do make a lot of money with software on devices, but a lot their main income comes from ad revenue, and ad revenue is through their search. So yeah, it's I'm going to be willing to bet that TikTok has to pay Google for some service it uses somehow or another. Probably. Google is making money from every TikTok search. I oh, guarantee for sure. it. For sure. For Truth sure. Is, you're paying Google every time you do one of your searches. <laughs> I know, yes, to bypass I know. Google, you have to pay Google. <laughs> I know. Okay, let's move on. Last topic. Um, so we saw, you know, it was really hard to figure out what to say, well, what to talk about in today's podcast, because, I mean, we had enough to talk about, which is great, but there was so much news that was so, sort of drowned out uh, because of Prime Day deals. I, I'm sure everyone listening kind of saw that happening. And it happens every year around the deal days, like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Prime Days. Um, news is just buried. It's deep. And so many people might not have even seen this news, but the Galaxy Watch 5 and the Buds 2 Pro appeared on Samsung's wearable app, which is um potential indication of, of us getting these two devices in the future. Whenever we see something like this happen and it gets removed, we're always like, oh, they're they're kind of preparing for something. It's kind of cool. But um, yeah, I, I think it's it's always fun and exciting when we see reveals of these kind of new devices or potential new new devices. So I wanted to get everyone's opinions on that. Any thoughts? I yeah, I mean, we'll... you mean they're going to make a successor to two very popular products? <laughs> unbelievable! Unbelievable! Yeah, fans of one or both, I can see why you know they're excited, ready to spend their money. But yeah, this was going to happen. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. And the, and right. not, but the more important thing is that you know I, I've seen that the Samsung might move away from the the uh, rotating crown on the the bigger watch. I, there's still not going to be anything major other Good. than that. There's not going to be anything majorly different between last gen and this gen, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and in that case, just buy last year's because missing that crown is freaking criminal. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that's the smart thing to do. No, it's a terrible idea. Why? I think the why best. Is it a, why, why is the rotating, the physical rotating bezel a bad idea? Removing, like, why is that a bad idea, Jerry? Because it doesn't work worth a shit. Works that would be it works better than it works better than the touch sensitive one of the non classic model, which they should get rid of too. I agree. It's a touch screen with I, buttons. It, the thing is, I don't want to be mainly touching the screen on a little one and a half inch watch. You're gonna get it all smudgy and nasty, and I don't know. I just I would rather well, just try. Like, to be honest, though, like. I have so I have an Apple Watch and I don't really use the crown. I barely use it because you're normal, Ruthie. I use it to scroll. 
It's much easier so, to scroll quickly with the crown, the same way on the Galaxy Watch, yeah, okay, than it okay. is with my finger. It it's, is. It's hard but, to find TikTok videos about nail salons using the crown. <laughs> your nails upcoming, get in the way. Upcoming how to how to watch TikTok on your Galaxy Watch. That's right. Oh here it comes. <laughs> no, I mean they. So they they showed the Galaxy Watch Four and the buds last August. So yes, this is right in line with what we expect. Yep. I I would totally expect an August event or unveiling of some kind. Both of these products, the Buds 2 Pro has a lot of bugs to fix, too. Buds, bugs, bugs, buds, bugs, bunny, whatever. Well, they, they, it's got to fix the problems with Chris's ears, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that's, th- that's not true. Uh, there he's he's going to be the tester for sure. Oh, yeah. Having used the Galaxy Watch 4 since the day it was released, there are a lot of things that need plenty of attention. And instead of trying to you know, incorporate a feature that they're not going to get any assistance with from an outside source, uh, Google. Uh, Let's refine what they've got, make it better. And then once you've got a product that works as intended, doesn't disconnect, doesn't overheat, doesn't just shit the bed randomly for no reason whatsoever. If you want to add rotating knobs and buttons and, you know, widgets of whatever type, go for it. Yeah, but, uh, but Samsung can't use the it just works tagline. But like it, if they were to release a basic smartwatch, work. right? They, well, I'm saying if they if they just released a smartwatch that didn't have all the bells and whistles, they're not going to sell them. You'd be surprised, I think. I think people would be very, very happy if the next generation Galaxy Watch released relatively bug free. A lot well, yeah, happier that's why than I'm, a buggy watch with a rotating ring around the edge. That's part of why I'm thinking of just ditching everything that I have and just grabbing a Garmin. Because mm. every I've been reading review. You know, Michael's posted a review a while ago of the the Instinct Two, and like I wrote the review for the Vivo Smart, the the fitness tracker one, and I I really liked Garmin's features, and it just worked. But I just want a bigger screen. Mm. And I just, you know, I, what else? I think, I think you know, Garmin's probably going to be my next one until, you know, I'll probably get the pixel watch just because, but you know what else just works and has a bigger screen? The phone, the phone. in your pocket. The phone <laughs> right. in your pocket. Except for, I don't always feel the vibrations <laughs> in my pocket. Yeah. I'm right with you there. That's true. I, I don't know. That's, I just, that's why, that's honestly the biggest reason why I even wear a watch to begin with it. It's not because of health tracking. It's not because of X, Y, and Z. It's because I don't always feel my phone go off, but I do when it's on my wrist. Yeah. See, I, maybe that's why I just can't get in line with a smartwatch. I, I, my phone doesn't tell me when it goes off. I check my phone when I feel like it. See, this goes back to that conversation we had about mental health and stuff and like getting all those notifications and stuff right. like that. Right. I, I, I just cannot let be a slave to that stuff. For it's sure. just not good for me. So that's why I have to like at you so that you actually get pinged. Absolutely. I, I have <laughs> standard notifications shut off on everything I have, unless you're my wife or my children. Well, that this explains why you always ignore me now. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> you, you have, have to, to actually, Andrew, you have to at him. You yep. have to I actually didn't know that. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not ignoring anyone. It's just, I'll get to you when I get to you. Yeah. And if you really no, need I'm, me right now, you have to draw attention to it. Yeah. I'm on your block list. <laughs> okay.
Okay, with that being said, uh, I want to obviously go to my final and favorite topic of the day, which is the things that made us happy this past week that was not work-related. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. I finally got my video card I've been wanting to buy for like over a year. And right as it's starting to become obsolete. But I got it on Prime Day and I'm still pretty ticked that they magically had stock on Prime Day. And if you look last week, you were paying scalper prices like 3000 bucks just to get one. Magically on Tuesday, they had them in stock when they didn't on Monday. That kind of ticked me off. But at least I was able to get it and I've been wanting it. And I'm going to ignore everything new that comes out until I feel like I have enough money. I can justify buying another one. Then I'll buy another older one. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you were able to get your video card because that's. Yeah, it was it was a like a thing. windfall on Tuesday for everybody. But my bank account, because I, I want to get and I hope I don't think my kids listen. I want to get a PS5 for my son-in-law. And didn't you have a PS5? Yeah, but that's mine. I'm not oh, true, giving true, it true. to him. Oh, okay. And uh, I got an Darn email right. on, on Tuesday morning from Amazon. You remember like two, three months ago, however long it was, you could sign up to buy one retail, you know, and they, they have like a lottery, whatever they yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. got a, an email Tuesday morning about that too. So I spent that money and then I saw the video card and I'm like, crap what do i do now (laughs) and my wife said just do it jerry she has lots of creative ways to describe how cheap i am (laughs) but uh so i i did and and i feel pretty good about it good i'm happy that you're happy who wants to go next i can okay so uh i don't know we'll just say a month ago now we found a little baby rabbit in the parking lot (gasps) yeah yeah we So oh it, it was not doing so well. I, I ended up taking it back home because it was very clearly sick and malnourished. Uh, it turned out it had something wrong with one of its eyes. I don't know if it was totally Aww. blind or what, but we ended up nursing the thing back to health. It got nice name, and plump him? and, you know, like a baby animal should, right? Um, and we just found a wildlife rehabilitator that could take <gasps> it in uh, two days ago, maybe three. I can't remember. So they've they've been, uh, you know, doing what they're supposed to do with it, with the license they have. And they're sending us pictures of it and how it's doing and all that. And they they were thinking that the eye was some sort of parasitic thing that they can actually treat. So, oh, wow. Hoping that, you know, for that little bunny's well-being, it it does well. But it, it was it was fun going through that journey. You know, we'd never done anything like that before. It. Taking in a wild animal is always a, a gamble. Yeah, for and, sure. And it was it was fun, and and we ended up getting so attached to it. Aww. One of our friends is uh, breeds Holland Lops, so we ended up getting. We're going to get them at the end of the month, but we're getting two <gasps> oh, Holland yay. Lops. So oh, now I have fun. to uh, quickly build a rabbit hutch. So I'm about <laughs> halfway done with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> much better idea to buy a domesticated rabbit. Well, for sure, the- yeah. Leave the wildlife rehabilitation to the pros. Right. We were not really intending to keep it long term. It was just like, okay, this thing is going to get run over and it's obviously got something wrong with its eye. So I don't want to leave it here. (laughs) Well, I'm really glad that that's just wonderful. And it's so exciting that you're going to be getting 
a pet rabbit soon. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's been it's been years since we've had rabbits, so it'll be nice to have oh. them again. Yay! Oh, I can't wait to see all the chickens and the rabbits. Yep. And- Man, you're making great. my mouth water. Chickens and rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, put them, the worst. put them both in a stew and it's real good, right? Yeah, but both oh are delicious. God. No, all, everyone listening, these guys are joking. Don't. I have to find a TikTok I'm, video about it. I don't, I'm not I don't eat rabbit, but I definitely eat chicken, just not my own chickens. Rabbit yes. is rabbit is delicious, and okay. it, if you eat cow, don't complain about me eating rabbit. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. whatever. Um, Andrew. Yeah, so um, as I alluded to earlier, my wife and I are are moving uh, in the process of moving. We're moving out of an apartment into a single-family home rambler with an enormous backyard. And I get to basically start from scratch because it's got three bedrooms in it. So one office will be like one room will be my office. Another room will be my wife's whatever nook she wants to turn it into and then the master bedroom. Um, That is amazing. That's so fun. A lot of work, though. Yeah, I have so much to do, and I am so thankful that Prime Day's over, but I (laughs) still need, like, another eight hours of sleep. When are you moving in? Uh, So we move in next weekend. Oh, my gosh. And then, so we've been paying for both places for a month. Um, But we move, we're doing a big final move next weekend, coming back to the old apartment, going to clean everything up. So we can hopefully get our, don't get screwed over by the apartment complex with a deposit. Um, we have to be out by like the first week of August, but next weekend's the big move. I'm just moving a bunch of stuff over this weekend, just like the little stuff. And then we're going to do all the big furniture next weekend. That's amazing. Well, congratulations. That's really is exciting. It, is it like a long drive for the move? No, it's, um, it's 16 miles. But oh, that's re- not bad. No, it's 15 minutes up the road. It's it's a, it's like four turns. Nice. And a lot and a, and a long straight. It's just I haven't had time or energy to do anything. Yeah. Nice. Uh okay, well I guess it's my turn. Um well, uh what's made me happy this past week? Well, I turned 1 year older on Tuesday, which was also prime day. <laughs> So I was working, but, uh, that was, it was honestly, it was, um, exactly what I wanted. It was a super chill day. I was at home working. My partner had some work to do, but, um, you know, he bought me a little knickknacks here and there, bits and bobs. Um, and then he, uh, bought me a really nice dinner and, um, I got to go over to my parents' place as well and see them. And, you know, um, Obviously, everyone at work wished me, which was really nice. Yes, we, we had a Bezos birthday bonanza for you. Yeah, Great. <laughs> yeah, nice alliteration there. Thank you. Bezos, Bezos birthday bonanza. You that's that's fun. It's my I like gift that to you. one. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I I really didn't. Uh, I, I've been going back to that comment of philosophy on my TikTok, but I've been going through a lot of um, changes mentally, you know, in the past several years, figuring out what's important to me, you know, who's important to me, um, and trying to just be a a kinder and and better person in this world and giving back and all of that 
good stuff. But um, it that change brought on me not wanting to publicize my birthday, which I mean, ironically, I'm doing that right now. But uh, the, the, I'm I'm going somewhere with this. But I, I only had a handful of people wish me on my birthday, and. In the past, I would have been really upset about that because I would have been like, oh, you know, like, I wish I made a big deal about this. But it felt really good that it was people who really matter to me, people who I care about. And even the wishes I got from work, I mean, I everyone at work, I love because they're truly good people. They're really nice, have their head on their shoulders. And I want to be I want to be associated with people like that. And so I just I just felt really grateful. I felt really good. It felt it felt like a wonderful birthday despite me having to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> which is fine. But it was lovely and I I just felt really good. So that's that's what made me happy this week. Well, happy birthday, old woman. I am. Happy old. birthday, old lady. <laughs> okay, on that note, uh thank you as always, to all of our listener, listeners, wherever you're listening, whether it's morning, day, or morning, day, or night. Wow, I can't speak today. We thank you it so much. when you get old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> we thank you so much for taking the time and listening to us. We are very appreciative of it. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See ya. Bye.